Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. much for taking the time to join me if you don't like that let me get a little housekeeping out of the way i really appreciate all of the comments particularly via apple Podcasts. so if you can take a moment write a comment it would be greatly appreciated i've got a very special guest coming up on friday one of the most recognizable voices in our country when it comes to sportscasting that is going to be on friday and be sure and check out my video rants over on youtube if you don't like that with Grant Napier. Today's podcast is brought to you by Roy's Umbrella. For all of your home loan needs, just go to roysumbrella.com. Whether you're buying a new home, you're looking to do a refi, whatever the case may be, when it comes to home loans, just go to roysumbrella.com. And I got an email uh, about two months ago from a gentleman named Eric who uh, went to roysumbrella.com and saw that Roy also does estate planning and called him and got that taken care of. So it's not just home loans. Roy does a lot of great things. He's a broker. He's outstanding. I've dealt with him for a number of years. Just go to roysumbrella.com. That's roysumbrella.com. So it's been a little bit more than a week that we saw Tom Brady again do the unthinkable, and that's win another Super Bowl. That's seven. Five MVPs in the seven Super Bowls that he's won. He's lost three, all right? He's won three league MVPs. He's been to 14 Pro Bowls. He's been a first-team All-Pro three times. Now, the reason why I bring this up is I've heard a lot about Brady's the greatest player of all time. Well, he might be in the National Football League, but to me, he's not the greatest player in the history of team sports. No matter of fact, I wouldn't even put him in the top several, but again, this is subjective. I'm going to give you my reasons why. When you think about Tom Brady, I don't think there's any question that you have to anoint him as the greatest quarterback in the history of the National Football League. I mean, I don't see how you couldn't. I know a lot of people are going to say Joe Montana and Joe was great, but I mean, how can you not take a guy that just completed his 21st season that's been the 10 Super Bowls, won seven of them, five MVPs, and again, three league MVPs, 14 Pro Bowls, three first-team All-Pros. Now, here's the key, and I want you to remember this number as I run down this, all right? Because I'm going to try to make my argument, all right? I'm going to try to build up my case for the player that I think 
is number one. But as we're doing this, I want you to remember three, okay? Three league MVPs. Play 21 seasons, all right? Three league MVPs. All right, now I'm going to go to another former phenomenal, phenomenal athlete, Bill Russell. Bill won 11 titles with the Boston Celtics, one as a player's coach, all right, a total of 11. But here's what's interesting about Bill Russell. Five regular season MVPs. Never won a finals MVP in 11 times. Doesn't mean he didn't play well. Didn't mean he wasn't effective. I mean, he played on a lot of great Celtics teams. But think about that. Five regular season MVPs, 11 titles, never won a finals MVP. So you got Brady with three regular season MVPs. You got Russ with five regular season MVPs, right? All right, now let's move to Michael Jordan. Six titles, six for six, five, five regular season MVP awards. Think about that, five, six finals MVP awards. Now, I'm not going to include LeBron James here, although I should or could, but I'm not going to for this reason. He still has several years left in his career, barring injury, and there are, I think, the majority of, of basketball fans, the majority of sports fans still, as we speak, would not put him ahead of Jordan. Doesn't mean that he's not. I'm just trying to say if I took a poll right now, I believe that Jordan would win in that poll if you said, you know, who's the better player, who's had the better career, Jordan or James. I still think most people would take Jordan. All right, so again, I want to give you the key numbers here. Tom Brady, three league MVPs, Bill Russell, five, MVPs, Michael Jordan, five MVPs. Now, the reason why I'm doing this is I think we can sometimes lose perspective when we just talk about championships, championships, championships. Dan Marino's a great quarterback, right? Didn't he have a great career? Never won a Super Bowl. Fran Tarkington, great quarterback, never won a Super Bowl. Dan Fouts, and I can go on. There are a lot of, you know, tremendous tremendous Hall of Fame quarterbacks that didn't win a Super Bowl. Are you going to tell me that Jeff Hostetler is a better quarterback than Dan Marino? Are you going to tell me that Mark Rippon was a better quarterback than Fran Tarkington? I mean, come on now. Are you going to tell me that Charles Barkley was not one of the great players to play in the NBA just because he didn't win a championship? No, of course not. I mean, Charles Barkley is one of the best players that I've ever seen play. Didn't win a championship. What does that mean? Well, you know, sometimes it just means you can't do it all by yourself. You know, Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly was a tremendous quarterback. Went to four, lost them all. Jim Kelly, not a good quarterback? Well, of course he is. But again, you wouldn't put Jeff Hostetler, right? Would you put Nick Foles ahead of Dan Marino? No, of course not. All right, now I'm going to get to the guy that I think is number one on the list. And I'm going to make a case for the best team player, the best athlete in the history of team sports. And that's Wayne Gretzky. Now think about this for a minute. Wayne Gretzky played 20 seasons. All right. In his first year in the National Hockey League, he won the MVP, which is the Hart Trophy. So he won the Hart Trophy in 79-80, his first year. 
He then won the next seven straight Hart trophies. All right. Nine MVPs in 20 seasons, which is a record. Okay. Ten Art Ross trophies, which goes to the player with most points. Now think about this. He led the league in goals five times, led the league in assist 16 times, including five times in a single season. Now, if those numbers don't mean that much to you, let me put this into perspective another way. He had 92 goals one year. That's a record. He had 163 assists one year, a record. All right? Most goals, most assists in the NHL. He had 200 or more points three consecutive times and four times in his career. No one's ever done that. No one's ever scored 200 points except for the great one. All right? Now, so what does that mean if you're not a hockey fan? All right, let me put that in perspective. Again, the Art Ross Trophy, which goes to the player in the National Hockey League with the most points. All right? The last five Art Ross Trophies in the National Hockey League, the last five have averaged, all right, you ready for this? Have averaged 110 points per year. Wayne Gretzky, all right, had 200 or more points four times in his NHL career. Won four Stanley Cups. You might say, well, gee, way, how come he didn't win more? Lost one Stanley Cup as a member of the LA Kings. So when I break down some of the great athletes that we've had the privilege of rooting for and watching and following. Yeah, we can look at championships, but championships you have to be careful with because there's a lot more to success than just winning championships. In other words, if you're playing a team sport, you need help to win a championship, no matter how great you are. So Tom Brady just completed his 21st season. Out of 21 years, Three times, all right? Think about this. Three times he won an MVP. When he played, even this year, Aaron Rodgers, MVP. Drew Brees, right? I mean, we can look at other tremendous quarterbacks during Tom Brady's tenure. Peyton Manning, MVPs, right? I mean, we can look at his career, the era that he played in, 21 seasons, three league MVPs. Bill Russell, all right? Tremendous defensive player, tremendous rebounder. Five regular season MVPs. Michael Jordan, as great as Michael Jordan was, five regular season MVP awards. Five. Wayne Gretzky, nine regular season MVPs. Ten scoring titles. Amazing that he led the league in goals 16 different times. It's unbelievable. So to me, if I'm going to list my athletes and I'm going to put them, you know, starting the greatest of all time, I'm going to go with the great one, Wayne Gretzky. Now you might say, yeah, well, you know what, Granny only won four Stanley Cups and he played with Mark Messier and he played with Yari Curry and... You know, he played with Anderson, and he had Paul Coffey, a rushing defenseman. And you're right. You're right. He did. All right? He did. But he did the same thing when he went to L.A. He turned around that franchise, took him to the Stanley Cup. 
And yeah, Yari Curry went with him. And yes, in hockey, that's very important. All right? You have to look at plus minus. Wayne Gretzky's plus minus was unbelievable. You get a plus for every time you're on the ice. When your team scores a goal, you get a minus if you're on the ice when the other team scores a goal. His plus minus was off the charts. And to have 163 assists in one year is off the charts. So I'm curious, when you look at Tom Brady and everybody's saying greatest greatest athlete of all time, greatest team player of all time, let me start with the NFL. Is Tom Brady the greatest player to ever play in the National Football League, would you put ahead, would you put him ahead of Jim Brown? All right, because to me, before Brady has ascended to this tremendous level, a lot of people say Jim Brown. That Jim Brown's the greatest football player that they ever saw. Now, again, it's all subjective, and I get that. And here's the other thing with what I'm doing here. You know, if you were born this century, you probably don't even know who Wayne Gretzky is. You know, if you were born this century... You're probably not that interested in what Bill Russell did, you know, in the 50s and the 60s. I get that. All right. I completely get that. If you're around my age and you watched hockey and you watched Russ, and again, I don't I don't remember Russ playing, so I'm not going to sit here and act like, oh, yeah, I remember Bill Russell playing because I don't. So I think it depends what generation you're in, you know, what age are you in? You know, a lot of people that are listening to this podcast right now, they don't remember or weren't alive when Michael Jordan was winning his titles, six of them. And as great as Michael Jordan was, think about this. You had Magic Johnson. You had Isaiah Thomas. You know, you had Larry Bird at the end of his career. I mean, you can. Kobe Bryant was just coming up. Yeah, people say, well, Mario Lemieux was pretty good. Yeah, you know what? Mario Lemieux was pretty good. Mario Lemieux was as close to Wayne Gretzky as you're going to get in the National Hockey League. Okay, injuries. He had his non-Hodgkin's uh, lymphoma, I believe, you know, which cut his career short. But no, I, can't, I can't put Tom Brady, I can't put Michael Jordan, I can't put Bill Russell ahead of a guy that won nine regular season MVPs and 10 scoring titles. So almost half of his career, he was the best in his sport. So to me... Yeah, I get the fact that everyone's talking about Tom Brady and what he accomplished and how great that Tom Brady was. I mean, I and I, I have not included a baseball player here. And if I were to include a baseball player, which one are you going to choose to put in this category? And how far back are you going to go, right? Where are you going to go? Are, are you going to talk about Joe DiMaggio? Are you, are you going to talk about Babe Ruth? I mean, you know, where do you go in baseball, and how far back do you have to go? Clearly, you can't go in the steroid era. I don't think that would be right. So if you go pre-steroid era, who are you taking in Major League Baseball as the greatest player of all time? Is there truly a greatest baseball player of all time? Because in hockey, in my opinion, it's not close. It's Wayne Gretzky. We can have the debate in basketball because we are having it on a fairly regular basis. Who's the greatest basketball player of all time? A lot of people say Jordan. There are those. Jerry Reynolds is one. He thinks LeBron James is the greatest player of all time. I was just with Scott Pollard this week. Scott said, "Uh uh-uh, you guys are crazy. You know who the greatest basketball player of all time was? Wilt Chamberlain. 
Some would say Bill Russell, right? But in hockey, it really came down to Gordie Howe or Wayne Gretzky. And if you took a poll among hockey fans, hockey historians, former players, former coaches, Wayne Gretzky would win in an absolute landslide. I don't think Jordan would win in a landslide. I think he'd come out number one, but I don't think he would win in a landslide. There are a lot of people that would pick Jerry Rice in the National Football League if you're really going to rate greatest players of all time. Personally, I don't know how you can't pick Tom Brady. Again, real quickly, the numbers are staggering. 21 seasons, 10 Super Bowl appearances, playing the most important position on the field, seven Super Bowls. Now, I want to throw this out at you. What would have happened if Pete Carroll and Seattle did not just have an absolute brain cramp and Seattle hands the ball off to Lynch and he runs it in from a yard out and Seattle beats New England in the Super Bowl? What happens if Kyle Shanahan doesn't make an absolute horrible blunder in the Atlanta-New England game when Atlanta had the big lead, which knocked Atlanta out of field goal range, and that that really was huge. Now, again, I'm not saying I would change my vote, but I'm asking you, if Tom Brady's Super Bowl record had been 5-5 five and five instead of 7-3, and three, would you change your opinion about him? I wouldn't. Then I'm going to ask you this question. How come the greatest player, and again, I'm, I'm saying this as if we agree on it, how come the greatest player in the history of the National Football League has only won three league MVPs? How does that happen? If Tom Brady is clearly head and shoulders, the greatest player in the history of the National Football League, how come he only won the MVP three times. See, that's what keeps on jumping out at me three times. When I look at Wayne Gretzky, he won an MVP almost half of his career. He played 20 years. And again, I'm going to Bill Russell. I'm looking at Michael Jordan. Jordan, five regular season MVP awards. Is it politics? Is it because, well, gee, you know, we gave Jordan the MVP last year and we gave it to him the year before. I voted for most of my career NBA postseason awards. They took it away from team employees the last couple of years, which I just thought was stupidity. It was just asinine. And I didn't, I never voted that way. I didn't say, well, gee, I gave it to LeBron last year, so I can't give it to him this year. I never did that. I always gave it to the player that I thought was most deserving based on what they did that season. I didn't really care what they did the previous season. You know, I didn't care. Well, gee, it's, it's, it's um, well, you know, it's just the right thing to do. We got to give it to a new player. Well, this player who's really, really good, he's never won it before, so we're going to give it to him. I mean, that's just the reality of how I voted, but that's not how others vote. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you as we talk about this and we wrap this up, Greatest players in the history of team sports. And I want you to go on my Twitter account, at Grant Napier Show, N-A-P-E-A-R, because I would love for you to tell me who is your greatest player, who's your winner in the history of team sports. To me, it's Wayne Gretzky.
And if you want to go and talk about a baseball player, if you want to go back and talk about Babe Ruth, you want to pick Joe DiMaggio, whoever you want to take. You can take a pitcher if you want. Go go ahead, take, take whoever you want. I'm not going in that direction. I personally feel if you don't have Tom Brady, I understand that. But we would have to say he's the greatest quarterback of all time. I don't think that really is debatable. But if you're going to take Lawrence Taylor, Lawrence Taylor, to me, just me, and I'm not saying this because I'm a Giants fan, Lawrence Taylor is the best football player that I've ever seen. Lawrence Taylor made the most impact on the football field of any player that I've ever watched. Lawrence Taylor changed more game plans. If you talk to Joe Gibbs, if you talk to Bill Walsh, if you talk to other football coaches that have had to prepare to play against Lawrence Taylor, they would devise their entire game plan with number 56 in mind. So to me, Lawrence Taylor without question in terms of, and I'm not talking about winning championships, all right? I'm not talking about, gee, well, he won two Super Bowls. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about dominance during the regular season and, of course, postseason. Dominance. Tom Brady at the quarterback position. Three league MVPs in 20 years. Wayne Gretzky, nine in 20 years. I think Wayne Gretzky's the greatest athlete in the history of team sports. But again, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter, at Grant Napier Show, and tell me who you have as the greatest athlete in the history of team sports. Hey, again, don't forget coming up on Friday, I cannot wait a very special guest, one of the most recognizable voices in sports broadcasting in this country. That's coming up this Friday on If You Don't Like That. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Big news, folks. Manscaped just released their new cologne scent to help you feel good and smell good all over and at all times. Hey, who knew smelling this good could feel this good, too? Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Just join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. You know, everyone knows Manscaped has the perfect package 3.0 for all of your below-the-waist grooming needs, but they didn't stop there. Complete your grooming game with the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. With the same signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas, this cologne is a perfect complement to the collection. Light, approachable, and gentlemanly in all the right ways. Hey, just think of it as your wingman for the night to keep you fresh, and ready for anything. Calming and inviting, this signature scent introduces a light citrus burst. It's awesome, all right? It has a woodsy, masculine finish. You're going to love the design glass bottle. It is beautiful. It makes a statement. And the manly scent is attractive to set the mood. Also, be sure to check out the Perfect Package 3.0 with all the essentials for your below-the-waist grooming needs, including the lawnmower 3.0 trimmer and crop formulations. And now you can use the new Manscaped Refined Cologne to complete your set and smell great anytime, anywhere. Folks, get 20% off and free shipping with the code NAPES, N-A-P-E-S, at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code NAPES, N-A-P-E-S. Just go to manscaped.com. Look good. Smell good. Feel good with 
Manscaped. All right, go to Crowd Ultra and sign up. It literally takes about a minute, and maybe I will answer your question right here on my podcast. All right, good questions this week. Martin wants to know, what did the Texans do to entirely alienate their star players? This is one of the worst things, Martin, that I've seen. Absolutely awful. I mean, terrible. What the hell is going on in Houston? I mean, it started with DeAndre Hopkins. They traded him. It was a terrible move that was. Watson wants out of there. J.J. Watt no longer on the Texans. Boy, it's got to be really hard right now to be a fan of the Houston Texans. Trevor wants to know, hey, Grant, what do you expect out of the Rams next season? I need to wait. It's way too early. We haven't had the draft. We need free agency. Way too early to talk about next season. I just don't know what the team is going to look like. Chris wants to know, are trade rumors essentially clickbait? It depends who's making the rumors. Generally speaking, the vast majority, and I mean a high percentage of these rumors never come to fruition. They just don't. All right, let's move on. Phil wants to know, what are your thoughts on NFL Pro Days? I've never really understood it. But again, I'm not a talent evaluator. I'm not an NFL scout. I've never understood watching a guy go out there in shorts and a short sleeve shirt and throw the football around or what have you. I mean, you have all the video of their college days and games, and I've never really understood. So I guess I'm saying, Phil, I think it's a waste of time. That's what I think. I'm not really sure what you gain from watching a player in a pro day workout that you don't have from hours and hours and hours of video. So I would just say that. Hey, Grant, who's your favorite NBA team to watch right now? Utah. I love what the Jazz are doing. I really do. Quinn Snyder's got that team playing great. I'm a huge Rudy Gobert fan. Uh, I love watching Mitchell play. I'd have to say the Jazz. What they're doing is absolutely unbelievable. Thanks for the question, Stacy. Corey wants to know, what do you think about the Bucks almost cutting Fournette before the playoffs? Well, in retrospect, it would have been a big mistake. That's for darn sure. Reed wants to know, do you find the fan-controlled football league interesting? I don't even know what you're talking about, Reed. So I guess I don't find it that interesting because I don't even know what you're referring to. John wants to know, are the Eagles rebuilding at this point? Not in the NFC East, you're not. All right? Not in the NFC East. I, I would say if you're in a good division, maybe. But no, and I like Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts can be a very good quarterback in the NFL. But when you ask, are they rebuilding? You know, again, eight wins, seven wins, you win that division, right? All right, Ernie wants to know, were you a fan of the New York Cosmos back in the day? That's an interesting question. I'm not a soccer fan, but Pele was a household name in every, every, everywhere. And even not being a soccer fan, I remember me and my friends always talking about Pele and always trying to watch the Cosmos uh, and their highlights because you knew that you were watching, you know, a guy that was a icon and a god in the sport. And again, I'm coming from a not not knowing a lot about soccer, but like Pele was just like, wow, Pele's playing in New York. I always remember that. Kevin wants to know who's the best flopper in NBA history. Well, we know the answer to that question, Kevin. That would be the one and only. Vladdy Divots, right? Right, Kevin? You got a better one for me? Who is a bigger, better flopper 
than Vladdy Divac. Well, now you can't even flop to get warnings, and you can't even do that anymore. Ben wants to know, could Tim Tebow be doing what Taysom Hill has done? I don't think so. I don't look at Tebow in that same way. I guess, I, 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 first of all, I love what Hill did. I, I think the guy's tremendous. Um, I mean, I, I guess when you look at his body of work, you, you would think maybe, but you'd have to have the coach use him the right way. And I, I don't know. I, I love what I see in Taysom Hill. I think the guy's just incredible. All right, next one. Colton wants to know what arena has the best food in the NBA. Colton, I would have no idea because I don't ever walk up on the concourses to the concession stands because I was always working. I mean, I would walk around concession stands if the building was new just to look at it, but I didn't stop and look at all the food items. But now that you mention it, just for fun, all right, and again, I'm only doing this, I'm going to say Detroit because I used to just, I used to stick out how many options they had. The concourse at Little Caesars Arena in Detroit, it's one of the most amazing things I've seen in an indoor arena. They did a phenomenal job with that arena in downtown Detroit. Jake wants to know, do you think Harrison Barnes will be traded before the deadline? I know that the Kings, well, I don't know. I think they would like to trade Harrison Barnes. Speaking of Harrison, and I'm a big fan of Harrison Barnes. First of all, the guy's a consummate professional. He really is. He's just an absolute great guy, just a great guy and a consummate professional. But boy, oh boy, you know, you want to talk about his game going up and down where he looks great and then, like, right now he's in a funk where his three-point shooting has been dreadful. You know, when he when he was traded from Dallas to Sacramento, I remember talking with Mark Followell, the TV voice, and Chuck Cooperstein, the radio announcer, and they said the same thing about Harrison. Oh, you're going to love him, consummate professional, great guy. But he had been shooting a three horribly, absolutely horribly, when the Kings got him. And when the Kings got him, he really didn't improve his three-point shooting much that year. And again, you know, if you're playing small forward in the NBA, if you're playing forward in the NBA, you got to be able to shoot the three. And his three-point shooting is really uh, inconsistent, very inconsistent. Ian wants to know, have you seen Seth Curry is on pace to be the first to average 50% from the field, 50% from three, and 100% from the line. I didn't realize the uh, free throw percentage. He hasn't missed a free throw. Yeah, I, I would say that would surprise me, but when you look at the Curry family and you look at Dell and how great he was in Charlotte, I mean, the one thing about Dell, I always remember Dell. Dell was just so fun in terms of um, just watching him catch and shoot. And I used to love watching Dell and then obviously Steph and. You know, I got to know Seth a little bit when he played in Sacramento. His problem was, you know, that he gets hurt so much. You know, if he could just stay healthy and have a great run, um, he, 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 but I'm glad for him. He's a just, again, another consummate professional. Not that I'm surprised with the last name Curry because, you know, his brother Steph's like that, his father's like that. But good question. Hey, great questions today via. Crowd Ultra, just go to crowdultra.com. That's crowdultra.com. Sign up and ask me a question. It's time for rant, rant, rant. Today's rant is brought to you by my good friends at New Works Plumbing. New Works Plumbing 
is absolutely awesome. They're locally owned in Sacramento for 20 years. Leak detection, water line repair, bathroom plumbing. New Works Plumbing is a full-service plumbing solution. No matter how small or how large your plumbing problems, they've got a fix for you. Their expert technicians are available 24-7 for all of your plumbing needs. Just go to newworksplumbing.com. That's N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com for all of your plumbing needs and repairs. You know, the fact that we live in 2021, where if you do even the slightest thing that someone doesn't like, they want an apology. You've heard the story now. Lorraine Gross, all right, talking about Tom Brady's trophy toss, that it was insulting to her family's legacy and would like an apology. She is the daughter of Greg Rose, the master silversmith who crafted the very first Lombardi trophy. I'm sure you've seen the video, Brady throwing it over the water, boat to boat, all right? Hey, Lorraine, I got a couple of messages for you. Freaking relax, would you? Let's just say, hypothetically, that the trophy missed the boat and went into the water, all right? One of two things would have occurred. A scuba diver would have gone down there and recovered the trophy, or your father would have been asked to make another Lombardi trophy, all right? Or somebody else would have been asked. I'm not sure if your father is still with us. I hope he is. I didn't do that much research because I'm going to come down on you, not your dad. Freaking relax, all right? You want an apology that Tom Brady throwing the trophy is insulting? Yeah, I got a little word of advice for you, Lorraine. Spend 15 minutes, 20 minutes in Google or go to YouTube and look at what happens to the Stanley Cup. The Stanley Cup, arguably the most famous, well-known trophy in North America. All right? Go look at what they do to the Stanley Cup. Now, Lorraine, some of the video would be R-rated and, from what I understand, X-rated. So you want to be careful, all right? You got to be very careful before you look at the video of the Stanley Cup and what happens to it when the winners of the team that, you know, again, the Stanley Cup champs, each player gets to have the cup in their possession for 24 hours, okay? Let me tell you something, Lorraine. The Lombardi Trophy is treated with freaking kid gloves compared to what they do with the Stanley Cup. All right. And Lorraine, here's something else. The trophy went from Tom Brady across the water into another boat, and the trophy is just fine. All right. It's called men, winners of a great event such as the Super Bowl, having fun. So, Lorraine, chill out, would you please? Maybe take a trip. I know we got COVID and, you know, you're not allowed to travel to a lot of places, but maybe you could get in your car and drive somewhere. Go to the beach, go to a cabin in the woods. If you're into the snow, you need to relax, Lorraine. You need to like chill out. You need to get a different perspective on life. If you're coming down on Tom Brady, insulting your family's legacy, and you want an apology. You know what, Lorraine? I hope you never get an apology because you don't deserve one. Jeez. Again, I thought we were done with all this crap in 2020, but I was dead wrong. I was dead wrong. And that thanks to Lorraine, is my rant for today. Hey, thank you so much.
for joining me on today's podcast. And again, I really mean this. If you get a chance, go to uh, my Twitter handle, at Grant Napier Show, and tell me what you think of the greatest athlete, the greatest team player in the history of team sports. Who are you choosing? I've got Wayne Gretzky, number one. Hey, again, thanks so much for taking the time to leave a comment and subscribing. Don't forget to watch my video rant over on YouTube. And hope you can join me for my next podcast on Friday. Again, one of the most recognizable voices in sportscasting in this country. That's coming up on Friday. Folks, stay safe. Make it a great one. Thank you so much for joining me right here. If you don't like that, with Grant Napier. 